Welcome everyone to the Ditch the Struggle podcast. I'm your host, Alana Rosso. I'm a graphic designer and career and success coach who knew I could do better, but kept falling short of where I wanted to go. And now after years of exploring personal and career development, business, money mindset, and energy work, I'm here to tell you that yes, you can move from stuck and defeated to empowered and confident. Ready to dive in? Awesome. Together, let's ditch the struggle. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to talk anxiety, physical, emotional anxiety, and the symptoms, what it actually feels like. And the goal of this episode today is to hopefully make it feel more normal to you and to let you know that others are going through similar experiences. I really want to dive into my anxiety symptoms today because they're probably your anxiety symptoms and your neighbors and your friends. It is wild how many of us experience anxiety symptoms and some of them are so crazy and we don't really talk about it. And so today I really just want to share what my experiences have been because I really, really wish someone had told me that some of this was normal. Well, pretty well, all of it's normal. Right now, I don't usually have a huge amount of anxiety come up, both physically and emotionally, sometimes, but it's much more under control. There's a lot of things that I do. Um, I work really, really closely with a naturopath. So that's hugely affected how I move through this. But today's actually not so much about the solutions. I just really actually want to normalize some of the symptoms, some of the experiences. Now, full legal eagle moment here. I am not a doctor. I'm not giving any kind of medical advice. I'm really just sharing what my experiences are, what they have been, what my symptoms are, what they have been. And maybe you can relate to it. Maybe you can feel a little less badly about what you're going through. I'm just like normalizing it basically. That doesn't mean that I don't want to work through this stuff and I haven't tried to. I've done a ton to move through this and I don't really want to feel these things. And I actually don't think it's normal to feel anxiety all the time, but we are living in a really stressful world right now. There's so much going on. I'm a highly sensitive person. I feel things really deeply and I just find things really hard a lot of the time. That's, that's, that's the truth. So if someone had shared with me that these symptoms are quote unquote normal, then I think it would have felt a lot better. Now I never, I'm going to use the word Google here, but I actually use DuckDuckGo, but I never Google like what my physical symptoms are of things. I'm not really into looking up medical stuff online. I just think that's actually an anxiety inducing and you're not really going to get accurate information. And I just, I don't really go down there. But years ago, I did Google something like weird or unusual anxiety symptoms. And I was kind of amazed to see that some of these freaky things that were happening to me were potentially associated with anxiety. Now, I have definitely checked in with my doctors um, throughout all of these years and all of these processes. So I ruled out all potential medical reasons why I was feeling this way or having these symptoms. And I will just tell you that intuitively, I knew that this was just stress-induced, that my body was out of whack, was seriously out of whack. And so I'm going to read you my list of anxiety symptoms, and then I'm going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into 
what these were like for me, what my experience was like. Some of them are kind of fun. Some of them are pretty basic. So let's start at the top. So brain fog and indecisiveness, hard time getting words out, dropping things and bumping into things, startling easily, headaches and migraines, tingling in arms and legs and sometimes in my back, shaking and super cold, sore, painful scalp, stomach pains, cramps and indigestion, acid reflux, blurry vision, and my absolute favorite, weirdo taste buds. (laughs) I'm going to explain that one soon. So the first chunk of the list, kind of brain fog, hard time getting words out, dropping things, bumping into things, uh, startling easily. That's like your nervous system completely out of whack. And it's just not thinking clearly. And anytime I start dropping things or bumping into things, then that's usually the first clue that I'm experiencing anxiety, even before I'm conscious of it. So if I'm walking through the day and I just like it happened the other day, I just kept slamming my body into different things by accident. And it started first thing in the morning, I was like, okay, I'm ungrounded, but I'm also feeling a little bit anxious. So those things, you know, a lot of people experience and they can absolutely be connected to stress and anxiety. And when your nervous system is not feeling safe, all of this happens. Um, I really, really recommend a book called The Polyvagal Theory. Um, I can't remember the author, but I'll put that in the show notes because that does a real deep dive into the nervous system and that's helpful. The headaches and migraines, when my body's stressed, I my default is to go to a headache. That's just what my body does. Some people don't get headaches. My husband has probably had five headaches in his whole life. He calls them a pain in me head. Uh, He doesn't get them too often. I've had them forever. And when it would be really out of control, they would be migraines. Um, I try and keep them under control. I have um, some remedies that I can use, but however, sometimes I do have to take an ibuprofen and when I am feeling anxious and my body's completely uptight and stressed, those will come into play. The tingling in the arms and legs, this is quite common with severe anxiety. And then sometimes it would have on my back, I would have like weird patches of tingling and it would freak me out. This freaks out a lot of people. I have heard from multiple people who have had anxiety symptoms and they have this like tingling or like their arms start to go numb that they think they have MS. They think something really sinister is going on or really, really scary. And I totally get that. I have had those feelings. And then the, the, I think they call it the health anxiety kicks in where you're not only just feeling anxious for, for whatever reason, but then you start having these crazy symptoms that are very real and very intense. And then you think you're well dying or you're sick or like you're super sick something's really, really wrong with you. It's just really, really alarming to experience. Like you can just be sitting there on the couch and an arm suddenly go kind of numb, not fully numb and not like your left arm's going numb, like you're having a heart attack. But sometimes those are the thoughts you have. And again, if you are having physical symptoms, you absolutely have to get them checked out by a doctor and talked to um, a medical professional. And definitely during the years I have made sure to check in with people that could potentially diagnose me. But every time I would go to a doctor or have any tests done, I was totally perfectly normal. Like everything would come back clear. My health is really good in general, like when it comes to my physical health. 
So those weird tingling experiences, I'd say that is one of my least favorite. It makes you feel really out of control and it does make you feel like something's really, really wrong and oh, just, oh, just so awful. Um, the other thing is shaking and super cold. That's also one of my first clues that the anxiety is kicking in before I'm conscious of it. I'm generally running on the cold side, but if I'm like really, really cold, then I know anxiety is creeping in. And the first thing I do is actually really simple. I put on tons of layers of clothes. I'll put in like the warmest thing I have. I have to actually get physically hot and that makes me feel safe. And when you feel safe, your nervous system starts to calm the F down. It's really, really basic. Some people have anxiety and they get really hot. They get flushed face. They get red in the face. They think they're, they feel like they're almost going to cry like that feeling. I go the complete opposite. It's like I have the first stage of hypothermia and oh, awful feeling too, but I know what it is now, right? So I just like, okay, sometimes I have to get into like a really, really hot shower, but usually I just have to layer up on clothes, put on really warm socks, and then I start to feel calm. I also have an electric blanket. I'm kind of addicted to heat. <laughs> I have an electric blanket. Actually, I'm on my third electric blanket because that's how much I use it. I've worn it out and I wore the first two out. I keep one on the couch all the time. Uh, now here's one I really wanted to do a little dive into the sore, painful scalp. Who knew this was a thing? Who the F knew that sore, painful scalp can be an anxiety symptom? I haven't actually researched why this is like the science behind this, but I was having like, like nerve pain at the end, at the top of my head. And so my hair would feel really sore. My scalp would feel really sore. Almost like if you've worn a ponytail for too long, you get ponytail head. But this would be like sharp nerve pain on top of that. And this was going on for weeks. And I believe I went to a walk-in clinic about this one. And then I shared it with a friend of mine, this older friend of mine. And she's like, oh, yes, that's anxiety. That's a thing. And I was like, what do you mean? Who, who knew this? And she said, oh yeah, I've had that before. And she's gone through a lot of challenges in her life, she, for sure. And she knew a lot of what I was experiencing with my other symptoms. But then she tells me that this is a thing. The sore, painful, tingling scalp is a thing. So for me, this was, again, just an anxiety symptom and it went away. I've never had it again since. This probably lasted for one or two months a few years ago. Never came back, never experienced again. Just another weirdo thing. Um, the stomach pain, cramps, and digestion, that's for sure anxiety because, um, you know, that saying, feeling knots in your stomach, it can be good. Butterflies in your stomach, that's a bit more positive, but my stomach definitely takes a hit. So uh, headaches and stomachs, stomach stuff is like my default for stress and anxiety. The acid reflux, that's related to the stress and my nervous system being out of whack, and I've had some real cray cray bouts with acid reflux. It sounds like a very benign thing to go through. Like, oh, just take a Tums and you'll be fine. Oh gosh, no. In 2019, I've talked about this on other podcast episodes and uh, I'll put a link to, to one that I was on where I told the whole story. In 2019, I got this acid reflux that got so bad. I actually couldn't eat really. I lost 20 pounds and it got to the point where I couldn't swallow water. So the, I had to go into hospital. It was real bad. Now, this was beyond anxiety. This was a lot of emotional trauma that was happening. And it got really lodged in my system. And it had to come up. And I had to deal with it. I basically had to deal with a whole trauma situation. So it's, it really got lodged in my stomach. But 
you know, the anxiety from the trauma, and then there's the anxiety from experiencing the symptoms. It's just like a hot snowball of mess. I don't know. Well, I guess a snowball would melt, but you know what I mean? It just becomes like, just Um, blurry vision. So when I'm really anxious or I'm having anxiety, my vision changes. Your vision can change. It's not some finite thing. Every Some days you wake up and you have better vision than others, other days. Um, so the more stress, again, again, the more stress you're under, the more of anything in your body is affected and your vision is absolutely part of that. In 2016, my vision took a pretty big turn and that, of course, gave me more anxiety. Um, I'm farsighted and I've always had a bit of a challenge seeing things close up. And now I really quite dependent on glasses to see things close up. Yeah. And I don't like wearing glasses. I tried to do contact lenses. Oh my God. That was like, that was traumatizing for me. I can't do them. So yeah, the blurry vision can definitely go up and down with your anxiety day to day. And for me, that again is normal and I've been able to roll with it. And the, the last one on my list here, the weirdo taste buds, there would be, it was a few years ago, I think around that 2016 mark as well. Yes. When I was having like, so 2016 ended up being, I don't know if it was officially a nervous breakdown, but it was really, really hard time stuff going on with my mom. I wasn't managing it too well. Just a lot on my shoulders, a lot on my plate. My body was physically not in a good space. And, and interestingly, again, my immune system super strong. I never really get sick, but other symptoms come up and that's when the anxiety symptoms were just like going full tilt. And there was this time, it's happened a few times, uh, maybe like three or four times over the last six or seven years where I, for like sometimes two or three days, everything I eat tastes off and it tastes like sometimes sour or just not right. So I don't really want to eat and I'll eat something and it will taste kind of weird and I'll make Declan taste it. And he's like, this is totally fine. And I was like, okay, it's just me. Weirdo taste buds. And that is actually one of the things I did find when I Googled these weird anxiety symptoms was this taste bud thing. I was like, man, like I wish someone had told me that this can be a thing. Like the bottom line is that if you are having anxiety symptoms and they seem super weird and you've made sure to rule out anything else, it is crazy what the body will do when it's feeling unsafe. It is crazy what the body will do when it's out of whack. Now, I've accepted that the body has these weird, incredible ways of giving me information. I feel like Sometimes it's really hard to understand, but your body is giving you a message when you have these symptoms. And one of the ways that I have been able to manage all of this stuff is I sincerely thank my body for these symptoms. I really, really do. I accept the wacky way that it's processing emotions, whatever trauma I've had to go through. And I've decided to be grateful for these symptoms, for these um feelings for these experiences. I've yet to die or become really injured from an anxiety attack. They rarely do happen now. So I have less anxiety about the anxiety. I'm not anticipating it. And anyone who has anxiety knows what I mean by that. I'm just able to ride things out more. Now, when I was recording the intro and outro to this podcast and kind of starting to get it going, 
I had some major anxiety physically come up for the first time in a long time. I was super cold. I was shaking a little bit. And you know what? I just fucking kept go- kept going. I just like, I'm just going to keep going. Like, I think the fear of trying doing something new sparked the anxiety. And that's usually when it comes up for me. Like I will get stage fright in a way. Like if I have to speak on stage, I definitely get cold right before. Anytime I'm putting pushing myself out of my comfort zone, it will spike. And my body's way of reacting is all those symptoms we talked about. I don't love it, but I just keep going. I have just decided for me to push through. Now, do I have um, things I can take and some supplements I work with? I have a toolbox and I, I am really looking forward to sharing some of what's in my toolbox. It may be helpful, may not be. I always say, you know, if it resonates, great. If not, just like trash it, right? But I do think we have to hear how everyone else is, how people are handling things. So I just kind of roll with it. I keep going. I'm not going to let it stop me. I've made that mental mindset decision. It's not going to stop me from making another podcast episode. It's not going to stop me from going out on a stage. It's not going to stop me from trying something new. It's just there. Um, I don't have social anxiety. So that's one thing that makes a lot of what I do a lot easier because I do have to network quite a bit and I'm talking with a lot of people. So luckily socializing doesn't seem to trigger things for me. So you do need to pay attention. If you are having these weirdo symptoms, you do need to pay attention and you ultimately do need to do something different. So it could be just resting more, starting to say no more, getting more exercise. Exercise is absolutely non-negotiable for me when I'm really stressed. And that is often just a walk when I say exercise. Um, I'm actually these days calling exercise movement because I just think it sounds a little bit more friendly and, and engaging and nice. Um, you may need to talk to a coach, a therapist, to your doctor, to your naturopath. The path is totally unique and different for everyone. And I'm really looking forward to sharing what I've personally done because again, they may be helpful for to you or they may not be, but in any case, we can share this information. And I think it's important to be transparent about some of this physical stuff that happens. It's not just the emotional stuff. It's not just the painful thought loops or the negative self-talk, all of that stuff, or the um, catastrophic thinking, oh gosh, that's awful. When you (laughs) immediately go into like worst case scenario, that's awful too. But I do think if you're having physical anxiety symptoms, it's really hard. It's not easy to manage. I know it's being quite debilitating for me at times, but as I said, I accept it now. And I, I really am quite fascinated by these symptoms. We are all different. We are all different in how we manage everything from our anxiety to our mindset, to our money, to our jobs, to our careers. We need to explore. So this is a place to explore. So you go out there, explore, be brave, and tell your body that you love it no matter what you are going through. Thank you for joining me today on Ditch the Struggle. You showing up here means so, so much to me. To dig deeper into the topics discussed today and to learn about my work, visit alanaroso.com. And don't forget to download your free resources while you're there. And if this episode resonated with you, please share with others who also want to ditch the struggle. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review, and let me know what you'd like to see more of on this podcast. And before I go, I want to leave you with my three favorite ways to ditch the struggle. B 
be your own best advocate, take baby steps for the win, and forget about a linear career path. It's overrated and you are doing just fine. See you next time.